Hello and welcome to BetfairTradingCommunity.com's podcast with me, your host, Martin. Sorry, I don't know if you caught at the start of that video. I was blowing down the mic because um, I do that to see if I can actually hear myself in the headphones so that I actually know that it's going to record when I record the audio. I've had some videos um, before where I've actually recorded them, I've done all the processing, you know, the video, everything like that put it on YouTube and then people are pointed out there's no sound <laughs> so I've had to delete them and redo them and that can be infuriating um but yeah so basically we're gonna do a podcast right got a bit off track there I I was looking on the forum today um because I didn't really have an obvious topic for a podcast it seems like everything's right in the tri- trading world people are doing quite well at the moment I think the start of October was quite difficult, but it seems to turn around for a lot of people. Um, well, at least I think it has, because I know some of those people have, have messaged me basically saying they're, they're back level for the month. And it was surprising because they really were expecting a bad month. But again, I think that shows trusting the process, how that can work. If you do things properly, um, you should make back you know, a blip or a downturn over time. Um, so that's actually quite a good kind of recommendation for a previous podcast, of course, that I did quite recently. If you haven't listened to that one, go back and check them out. I mean, go back and check out all of our content. You know, we've got over 230 podcasts you can listen to. We've got probably more than that videos on YouTube that you can watch. Um, so, you know, there's, you never, it's going to be difficult for you to get through everything. I don't think there's going to be any people that turn around and go to my, me, Martin, you need to do more because there's just not enough content. I've literally watched and listened to everything. Um, but anyway, it's a podcast, right? So what is the subject that was magically given to me on the forum? Well, it's by, I don't give the last name, but it's by Dr. Steve. I love the fact that we've got doctor a doctor on the forum now. You know, I feel very privileged that we're we're reaching out to you know the higher clientele nowadays um but i mean joking aside steve's a great guy i know i've had a bit of a chat he actually knows of my uncle because my uncle funnily enough is big in the world of insects um so my uncle basically he now owns an insect zoo in norfolk believe it or not um, I went and visited in the summer. It was actually a really good experience. So if you're in that area and you're looking for something to do, you should go there. It's uh, it's on Nowhere Lane near the Dinosaur Park. Uh, it's just called Bugs UK. Um, but yeah, it's a good little uh, good little business that he started up there with his insects. But basically, he was originally an insect breeder. So he used to breed tarantulas, um, you know, all sorts of things. Even, I think at one point, sort of, frogs and snakes and things like that um but mainly insects and obviously other creepy crawlies i guess bugs in general because obviously spiders aren't insects but there were a lot of insects um it's quite good and we went and you could touch a lot of them as well you didn't have to but obviously they did a, a kind of session where you handled them they call it a handling session and my son uh my son lucas was straight in there uh with these giant millipedes and things on his hand it's absolutely brilliant uh, i'm i'm a bit squeamish about stuff like that but weirdly i wasn't particularly there um they didn't have any spiders to hold which probably helps i think i might have balked at that moment 
Um, but yeah, and, and Dr. Steve uh, is a tarantula collector. That's how he knows of my uncle. Um, and, you know, if you want something, if you want an insect, he's the guy to go to. So uh, I think anyone who collects insects, you know, will have an idea about um, that. But a great guy anyway. And like I say, um, lovely to have him on the forum. But his question is, I mean, I will get to it. Don't worry. The question was... Why use a lay bet when a back bet in the, op in the opposing market does the same job? So I'm going to answer this question in some depth today because I get asked this question a lot. Um, and I don't really have a set and forget answer where I'm just like, well, la, 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 and, and I can spin you two lines because it's a deeper subject than that. The first thing I'd say is that it doesn't matter too much what side of the market you're on. If you're backing over 1.5 goals or you're laying under 1.5 goals, you're essentially making the same bet or trade. You, you know, you're doing the same thing. You're basically saying, I want there to be more than 1.5 goals. Because if you're backing overs, you want goals. And if you're laying unders, you want goals. So it is the same thing. And the one thing I will say is that it's not always the same odds. So what you'll sometimes find is that actually, especially on the side that's odds on, so say if you're backing over 1.5 goals, which is usually the side that will be odds on, there's usually more liquidity. Um, the odds are normally closer together. Now, this isn't an issue in a market where it's really liquid, like say a Premier League game pre-kickoff. Um, but let's say, you know, you're you're trading the Croatian Premier Division, you know, it's a couple of hours before kickoff. There's probably going to be a little bit of a gap in the market and you're more likely to get matched on the odds on side. That's where most of the money tends to go in trading for that reason that there'll be more liquidity on that side. Now, it used to be a case that Betfair would just throw out the opposite side of the market so if you backed over 1.5, they'd actually put a lay in the under 1.5 section at the higher odds for that amount. And they'd basically have your bet on both sides of the market so that it could get matched either way. And once it was matched, obviously it disappeared on the other side. Now, from what I can tell, they don't seem to do that anymore because when I place my bets, you know, especially on my set and forgets and things like that, they definitely don't always stick it up on the other side of the market so uh, i'm pretty sure they don't do that anymore i don't really know why um so in general if you are just really looking for the best liquidity which i guess you should be you want to be on the side that's odds on really if you're laying or backing you want to be on the side that's odds on so that's how you work that out but sometimes i don't like to be on the side that's odds on i'm sorry i don't and the reason is this, it's very, very easy to track and test data when you're laying odds rather than backing them because you will know your win and loss very, very easily. I'll give you an example. Let's say I lay under 1.5 goals at odds of 3.5. But the match fin and I'm and I'm using ten pound lay stakes. 
Now let's say the match finishes nil nil. I lose. Okay. Well, how much money do I lose? Well, ten pound odds of three point five, which is effectively two point five times my stake. Twenty five pounds will be my loss in that scenario. How easy is that to work out? I can put that in my sheet. Twenty five pound loss. Okay, let's look at it the other way. Say I win my trade. What's a ten pound lay stake? Two percent commission for most people. £9.80 is my profit from that £10 stake. I know that. These figures will always be the case. And it doesn't really matter what the odds are. Okay, let's say the odds are 2.74. My win amount will always be 9.8 if I win. Okay, that is as simple as that. If I lose, the odds will affect what the money I lose is. But it's very easy to work out. Again, 2.74, we just subtract 1 from the 2.74 and you get 1.74 and you lose 1.74 times the amount you bet well if it's 10 pounds what's 10 times 1.74 it's 17 pound 40 it's basically you know multiples of 10 it's it's very easy to kind of work this stuff out and even if you're kind of a bit like oh, i wouldn't even find that maths necessarily easy that's fine because you will get the gist of it after a few efforts and then as soon as you do it's very 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 easy to work out however if i backed something for a 10 pound stake let's just say it's the same market and i back for you know 10 pounds at 3.5 well if i lose i lose 10 pounds okay i understand that right however if i win i've now won 25 pounds Profit. The problem is, I've got to then take two percent commission off. Now, okay, twenty-five pounds. I can work out the commission there of two percent. It's just fifty p, right? Pretty easy, yeah. Pretty easy to work that commission out. What if it's odds of two point seven four? 17.4 oh this suddenly gets a little bit more complicated now look you guys but that'll be around 35 pence yeah it will be but the thing is you've got to be you know <laughs> when you're testing when you're when you're tracking a lot of data like i do the quicker you can be the better so i actually love tom as under 1.5 lays because i know if i win nine pound 80 profit and if i lose what well, i just depending on the odds I work it out and then just basically times it by 10 and it's it really is that easy to work out so they're kind of a couple of reasons in these markets the other reason is sometimes people feel more confident on one side of the market if you're used to backing something maybe you always want to back so whatever your strategy is you just back the outcome rather than lay the opposite outcome you back the outcome you want rather than laying the one you don't want. Some people might be more comfortable laying. I mean, essentially, I think one of the reasons I like laying as well is that when I first joined Betfair, the massive appeal to Betfair trading was that now I could bet against things happening rather than betting for things to happen, which is all we really had ever known. We could now bet against something happening. It was novel. It was brilliant. If you were crap at picking horses to win, you could lay them. 
I mean, I think that's actually how Ryan started out on horses. I think he was so bad at picking horses that he went, I'm going to lay them. And he, he made a small fortune from it. And, uh, you know, the rest is history with Ryan. I don't know how many people know what they know about Ryan's history um, as a trader and kind of how he became one of the basically famous traders on Betfair. Um, but that's that's pretty much the story of it. Um, and, you know, it's actually quite an interesting one. If you want to talk to him more about that, I'm sure he'd love to tell you the story. I'm not going to reveal too much about it myself. It's not my story to tell. Um, but it's interesting, isn't it, that Betfair brought about this amazing situation where suddenly, if you're really bad at picking winners, you could make money, right? Or if you just think, do you know what, I'm not even bad at picking winners, but I can pick who's going to lose. I can tell you who will lose because I don't fancy that horse or I don't fancy that football team. And then suddenly you could lay them and you could make money. Because you go, he's not going to win today. They're not going to win today. And it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. I cannot stress how brilliant it is to be able to lay on Betfair. Um, so again, that I think that's another reason why. I mean, essentially, if you kind of work out the staking, you can basically make the same bet whether you're backing or laying. So... In theory, it doesn't matter massively, okay? If something's odds on, it probably is better to go on that side of the market. But it, it probably won't make a ton of difference. And also, you should be able to get matched on both sides, really, on Betfair. You know, if it's a big enough event, and and most events will be, especially the nearer, like in football, the nearer they get to kick off, or in horse racing, the nearer they get to the start of the race. Liquidity is pretty solid. Um, so that's quite a good reason to use either one of those markets and, and kind of figure out what works best for you. But the thing is, that's that's the answer. What works best for you? It's your decision. Do you want to trade overs? Do you want to back overs or do you want to lay unders? You know, if you're going for overs, is that what you want to do? Which side of the market do you prefer? Which do you find easier to to figure out? I know that for me, it's so easy for results for me to lay something. So I prefer to lay. But the reality is, in a lot of the strategies I test, they are odds-on strategies, backing at odds-on. And the reality is that it's better to back in those situations most of the time. So actually, that's what I do. And you'll probably notice that in my backing under 3.5 and backing over 2.5. You know, when the odds are between 1. I don't know, 1.3 and evens most of the time, that's, that's kind of what I like to do. But each to their own. And I think that's important to say, each to their own. So that's the answer. You know, essentially, it's not a huge difference. And... It really is up to you what you want to do. I hope everyone's enjoyed that podcast. I know it's going to be one I share a lot because I get asked this question a lot and I'll be able to just point them to this podcast. Um, hope you have a cracking week, whatever you're doing with your trading. And most importantly, I hope you make some money on Betfair this week.